The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas Football Today, a show that will tell you when you're older. My name is Craig Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there celebrating her 39th birthday today. Happy birthday to Kristen Bell. Sure. Hmm. America's okay. sweetheart. Yeah. And, right. uh, God, what's her name on uh, on The Good Place? Eleanor Ele- Shellstrop. Yes. Eleanor Shellstrop. First four through the door, Andrew Christensen, Josh Vandercook, Levi Nebush, and Matt McSpadden. What's it go? And the Alfredo's Pizza Cafe to my pizza by Alfredo, our West African <laughs> prince, it's Ishmael Johnson. We're running through. We're, my wife and I are running back through the office. And, perfect. Uh, perfect. That's, uh, perfect. Really Got to get it in before it jumps ship to NBC. I know. Today is Thursday, July 18th, 2019, 133 days until Thanksgiving, episode 787. 787, the number of hits Gaylord Perry allowed in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. That is a Hall of Famer. On today's show, guys, um, the coaching carousel for Texas High School Ball, we think, has finally stopped. We think. At least all the 11-man jobs have been filled. Yeah. The UIL 11-man jobs. We will go through. I've got my top 10 biggest changes for 2019 coming up. In the back half of the show, our conversation with new Chillicothe coach Chad Young. You'll hear from him coming up here at the back half of the show. Okay, two things. First and foremost, uh-huh. a shout-out to apparently Adam Bodecker and Shahan J. Raja. Okay. Who combined to bring me this beautiful gift uh-huh. from Conference USA Media Days. <laughs> nice. It's a CUSA bucket hat. That's pretty good for pretty good uh, like seven on seven. That'll, yeah. that'll come well, in huge. It's, it, this can be my big dumb hat. For like yeah. beat reporters who are out of practice. Yes. You know, I'm into this. Yeah. Thank out, you guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. I will wear this. Thank you very That's much. That's very nice. That's a good, Secondly, a good gift. I'm, I'm big on good media day gifts. Yeah. You you go. gotta, yeah. You got to have something useful. Secondly, a tale of courage. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, uh-huh. I go home. Mm. And my wife, and my wife, says... Hey, dummy, there's a giant wasp in the house. Uh, I saw you tweeting about this. And I go, not for long. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I go out and I get some raid. Uh-huh. How did the wasp get in the house? That doesn't seem important. <laughs> Who let that wasp in the house? Which one are you? Hank. I don't <laughs> think it was Hank. So I spot the wasp. Uh-huh. I find it. And this is a huge wasp. Have you seen the documentary film Starship Troopers? <laughs> okay, it's one of those. It's one of those. Okay. The giant bug. <laughs> I take the raid. Uh-huh. I aim. I squeeze the trigger uh-huh. and say, See you in hell, wasp. <laughs> One shot, dead on arrival. Ooh, nice. Using raid in the house, huh? That right. wasp. In front of Hank, huh? That ah. wasp, he was standing underneath the spray, too. Uh-huh. That <laughs> wasp went straight to bug hell. Huh. Courtesy. Uh-huh. Of your hero. Okay. Who let the wasp in the house. Yeah. 
Not true. <laughs> Sounds like it is. I just want to say that uh, if you're listening, other wasps, plenty more raid in that can. They okay? don't care. I only use one shot. They don't care. Tell your friends. Yeah. I'm going to put its head on a stake yeah. outside the house. Sure. Anyway, a tail of hair. It's a very tiny stake. We did have kebabs last night, so I could use one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's almost coaching school. You can tell. Okay. Um, let's get into some football stuff. Uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday. Uh huh. Yesterday, the final Texas high school football coaching hire, we believe, happened. That is that uh, Iola has hired uh, former Alden Eisenhower head coach Kerry Bamberg to be their next head coach. That closes out, we believe, Texas high school football coaching madness season. If you're interested. That means that there were a grand total of 215 schools, UIL Texas high school football teams, 11 man, I should say, that changed head coaches. You can find all the schools at texasfootball.com. We've got the complete list of coaching changes. And that's a little less than 20% of all UIL schools. And you're probably thinking, boy, that seems like a lot. Consider, though, that it's basically right on pace with the number of FBS changes we had. Mm-hmm. We had 27 FBS changes out of 130. That's a little more than 20%. This was about 19.5% of, of UIL 11-man schools changed football coaches. But that's still a lot. That's still a lot. And we've been talking about it all offseason, uh, the, the big changes. Uh, but I think that I finally kind of gathered all of them and decided on my picks for the 10 biggest Texas high school football coaching changes of the offseason. Um, this is a little bit of art and a little bit of science in the sense that I'm, I'm looking at these teams and, and thinking, okay, obviously the program pedigree matters, but also how are they going to be in 2019? That there are programs that have been fantastic that we don't think are going to be contenders this year that did change coaches. Um, so before we get to the top 10, my honorable mentions here, San Saba, Andres mm-hmm. Aguirre uh, is the new coach there. Um, after Jared Fikach leaves to go to Georgetown Eastview. Um, Marshall, Jake Greedle takes over for Claude Mathis. Who may make an appearance on this list. <laughs> Melissa, I think that's one that really flew under the radar, uh, but they uh, they promoted their offensive coordinator, Matt Nally, uh, to be the new head coach after uh, Seth Stinton uh, moved into an AD role. Cy Ranch, Sean McAuliffe moving from Converse Jetson over to, over to Cy Ranch. Uh, and, and finally, uh, Corsicana, I think, uh, another program that like the program hasn't been amazing recently but mm-hmm. they make a huge hire with Hal Watson right uh, and Shiner as Stephen Cherney uh, steps into uh, an AD only role and uh, Daniel Bodecker their defensive coordinator gets promoted or rather Stephen Cherney um, retired after uh, a lengthy season or a lengthy career okay those are the honorable mentions here are my 10 biggest Texas high school football coaching changes in 2019 number 10 Alito. Now, if we're judging based on program Change. program pedigree <laughs> and everything that, you know, and, and how they're going to be this year and yeah. all this fun stuff, you would be thinking, how in the world are there nine bigger ones? The only reason I tamp it down, I think it has to be in the top 10 because yeah, right. it's such a huge sure, program. Sure, sure, sure. It's, it's a quote-unquote change. It is. <laughs> like, so it's, it's Tim Buchanan taking back over the program. Steve right. Wood, they basically swap jobs. Mm-hmm. Steve Wood moves into AD role. Tim Buchanan becomes the head coach. Right. Um, the only reason this isn't higher is because this is kind of a change. Mm-hmm. Like he, he used to be, the it is coach. a different coach that was there from there last year. Yes, like, exactly. It is a different way. coach. Yeah. Um, 
but I also think that the coach really never left. Tim McCann was always on the sidelines of those games. He wasn't coaching, but he was just CAD. Mm -hmm. The players are familiar with him. I'm just going to go with them at number 10. That's my list. Number nine, Stephenville. This is a program, obviously, with a ton of pedigree. Uh, this is a program that, that has, uh, I think, uh, been looking to find the right guy to step in and be that guy. Greg Winder stepped down after four seasons. Obviously, very high expectations every year in Stephenville. Uh, Sterling Doty now takes over. He moves in from Magnolia, uh, where they went. He's had really good success there at Magnolia. Stephenville is a huge program with a lot of pedigree. They come in at number nine on my coaching changes list. Number eight, Abilene. Another program, and this was a really late coaching change, mm -hmm. um, as Del Van Cox um, stepped down uh, to become uh, Abilene ISD, or rather, he got promoted to Abilene ISD athletic director, assistant AD. Uh, and then they ended up promoting a couple. They waited about two months, mm -hmm. a little less than two months, uh, before they promoted defensive coordinator Mike Fullen. Mike Fullen's a new coach at Abilene. That's obviously a big program out there, a lot of pedigree there. Uh, Ab Mike Fullen at Abilene's my number eight pick. Number seven, Tenaha. We spoke with him at, uh, at seven on seven, but uh, Robert Tamplin, the new coach there at Tenaha. Look, obviously, they have huge expectations every year. This year is no different. We think they're going to be really, really good. He takes over an excellent program. Um, but he gets a promotion from offensive coordinator after uh, Greg Jenkins um, steps aside from his football role. This is a, uh, a huge job with uh, state championship pedigree and a program that expects to win every single year. Tenaha is number seven on my list. Number six, Mason. The defending mm -hmm. 2A Division One state champs, uh, another internal hire as Michael McLeod, the uh, defensive coordinator, uh, gets promoted uh, after uh, Cade Burns stepped in to become the principal at Mason High. Look, Mason is on the very short list of teams that we think could repeat as state champs. Um, they are an excellent team that has, you know, obviously not just last year, but throughout the course of their of recent history, they have been very, very good. Michael McLeod, big shoes to fill there for Cade Burns. He went 109 at, at Mason. That's 100 hyphen nine. nine. Think, think, yeah. He lost nine games in eight years. Yeah. I think he left just because it was a nice number. Yeah, it was like 100 <laughs> wins, state championship, yeah, check. That's good. I can do that. <laughs> anyway, Michael McLeod at Mason's my number six pick. Number five, Wellington. Um, Greg Prophet is a guy who leaves a, a job where he was really, I mean, his name was Golden Goldthwait. You know what I mean? Like the Prophet name is, is really respected there. He leaves to go take over, uh, at, uh, at Wellington when Wade Williams, another outstanding coach, 122 and 22 in his 11 seasons, he resigned, takes over program there. Uh, for Wade Williams, uh, and and look, Wellington is another program that expects to be in the mix, playing deep, playing in December every single year. And uh, for a 2A Division II program, there are not many better uh, programs out there. That's why it's such a huge change. That clucks in at number five for me. Number four is Newton. Uh, the two-time defending state champs, uh, obviously this was a, a, a change that I don't think anybody would have preferred that they had made. Mm -hmm. right. um, as Coach W.G. Johnston, the legendary coach, he steps, he steps down um, and then eventually uh, passed away this offseason after a long and, and, and relatively, I think, well-known um, illness. Uh, his son, Drew, takes over uh, a program that, uh, look, again, you know, when we talked about it when, when W.T. passed, mm -hmm. That this was uh, that in, in in many ways Drew was already kind of the de facto head coach. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I know he spoke there. of them in the, in, for the preview. In his words, he goes, "I've been in the chair right for two mm-hmm. for two years," mm-hmm. and that I think that sums up yeah. pretty much his involvement. Now there are also programs that like there are not many programs that have this kind of pedigree. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Coach WT. I, I'm Coach Johnston, uh, which is still true. Uh, WT went to three title games mm-hmm. in six years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And won two of them. This is a program that you know has high expectations. Will have high expectations again. We picked them number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Um, but that's those are huge shoes to fill. Uh, Newton's number four on my list. Number three, Converse Judson. Arguably the program in San Antonio, right? I mean, this is the program. And and when you talk about the legends that have gone through there. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking about D.W. Rutledge, when you're talking about Frank Arnold, when, you, when you're talking about Jim Rackley, you know, you're talking about some of the icons of San Antonio high school football. Um, Sean McAuliffe leaves to go take the job at Cy Ranch. Uh, they promote uh, Rodney Williams. And uh, look, he's a football coach. It is technically an interim job, which makes this really interesting to me. Um, and I'm very interested to see how they end up handling this after the season. But look, big expectations every year in Rocketville. This is a, a program where they expect to win. They expect to be the best team in San Antonio mm-hmm. every single year. Yep. And if they're not, then that is below their standard, plain and simple. Um, that's a huge, a huge change. That's why it's number three in my list. Number two, and maybe this is overcooking it, but I got Grandview. Okay? It's a good one. Here's the thing. Ryan Ebner's taking over. He was their defensive coordinator, promoted when Brad Davis, of course, yeah. they're defending three A Division I state champs. Brad Davis retires after he goes out on top. Mm-hmm. Win a title. Gets, see ya. Gets a zebra tattoo. Yeah, yes. Gets, gets a zebra tattoo. tattoo. Yeah. See ya. I'm out. So they promote defensive coordinator Ryan Ebner. I think this is a huge change for a couple of reasons. One, you're taking over for a guy who... You're, this is a very new voice in the room in the mm-hmm. sense that Brad Davis, the way that he was a coach... You know, he was he was the guy, and and now you're stepping into to the big chair. That's that's very big. You're also a program that is on the rise, yeah. a program that is is hoping to keep that meteoric rise that they've had the past couple of years. And by the way, they're going to be really good this year. Yeah, they're going to be really. <laughs> they good. can run. They have a chance to run it back. Yeah, they're <laughs> the number one team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, I think you talked. No, you talked yep. with Ryan Ebner. He's fired up. He's he should a, be. He's been a coach at Grandview for 14 years. It feels like home. It feels like he learned a lot from Coach Davis and Coach Davis' short time there, mm-hmm. um, especially how to handle those playoff runs and, and how to handle this group of players. But also he said, you know, the best part about the job is this is a group that just plays for each other. There isn't a lot of managing he needs to do beyond X's and O's and getting them ready for games. Mm-hmm. They are a kind of self-policing squad. He's like, it's a dream squad. Mm-hmm. The group of guys he's got right now, and he'll probably have most of them for the next two seasons, if we're being honest. Yeah. So he's fired up. Uh, like I said, he should be. Um, and he he sounded really confident. He, f- he felt really comfortable in the job, and he's excited to take the reins. That's a look, that's a very, um, that's a big job. And, and I know that it's a program that's, that's really risen fast, but is, is hoping to establish themselves. And, and I think that he has big shoes to fill there in Grandview. That's number two for me. Number one is DeSoto. And again, there's just a lot of storylines behind this. Mm-hmm. Claude Mathis, of course, moved from Marshall back to DeSoto where he was uh, a guy who led them on one of, the, one of the best stretches, arguably the best stretch in program history there um, in, in the earlier part of this century. And a guy who, um, you know, the, he, he left 
to take a job on the SMU staff, mm-hmm. got back in the high school game, and then comes back to DeSoto. Well, while he's been gone, they got over the top. Mm-hmm. While he's been gone, they won a state championship. And there's always, when you talk about high-profile programs, mm-hmm. DeSoto is on that short list of high-profile high profile programs. Right. But here's a guy who understands that, and I think he, I think he also understands that. Look, now that they've got that title, it's title, it's title or bust, basically. Right. And I wonder, like, one of the biggest things about it is, I wonder what the what's played on the kid's mind the past couple of years, because they obviously went they went through the thing with Peterman where he kept his job originally, and they went through that season. Then obviously Coach Robinson comes in. It's, I don't know if that's just if mm-hmm. now like they feel like oh co- you know Coach Mathis is our guy now and we, mm-hmm. we they know that you know the community likes him they everybody he wants to be there like all these things are you know they finally have some stability mm-hmm. I feel and maybe seeing a lot of the politics that played outside maybe I don't know if that weighed on him I you know I can't speak for them but I wonder if there was a there was something in that locker room a little bit of just not really knowing who your coach was going to well, be at and, times and that's the thing yeah. is that remember. If, if somebody is a, let's say somebody's a three-year letterman this year, mm-hmm. right? They're a senior, they're a three-year letterman. They went to, this is their third coach. There's a third coach. Yeah. Peterman, Mike Robinson, mm-hmm. and now Claude Mathis. Yeah. This is a, you know, this is a huge change. Mm-hmm. And a guy who I know that the, the community is, you know, it sounds like they're going to rally around him. Right. Sounds like, yeah. This is a really, this is a huge move for a program that, Look is 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 one of the more high profile programs in the state and therefore in the nation easily, and so this, that's why it's the number one coaching change for me, the biggest coaching change of the 2019 offseason. You can find all the coaching changes, all 215 of them, at TexasFootball.com. We are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. We were at the Texas Six-Man Coaches Association Clinic in Wichita Falls last weekend, uh, last week, a week ago today. Uh, talking with a number of coaches. One of them, the new head coach at Chillicothe, the Eagles. Coach Chad Young stopped by. He had just been hired, basically. Uh, excited to talk with him. Here's our conversation with new Chillicothe coach Chad Young here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tepper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here at the Texas Six-Man Coaches Association Convention in Wichita Falls talking with the new, and I mean new, head coach of the Chillicothe Eagles, Coach Chad Young. Coach, first and foremost, congrats on the gig. Um, has this been a bit of a whirlwind for you? It's been a whirlwind. Got, got hired late May, and we've been trying to move in and, and get an opportunity to you know, meet with the kids. Uh, uh, really excited about being in Chillicothe. Uh, great school, great administrators, great kids. Uh, looking forward to a, a big year. You know, we've heard some some reasons that, that you're a good fit for this program, but I kind of want to flip that, that question on its head. Why do you think that Chillicothe is such a good fit for, for you? Why is this the, the kind of program you want to be associated with? I think the main thing was uh, I have a, a, a son, that, and we were looking for a place that would fit him. And, uh, and and us and, and I thought Chillicothe was a great fit for all of us. Uh, uh, great facilities. Uh, really looking to to, to build on uh, what they've gotten. Uh, they've uh, uh, had success in in the past. Uh, kind of got off that last year. Trying to get back on track and uh, and and 
just get better every week. Uh, you're taking over a program that, you know, last year, 2-9 and nine program that's, that's kind of looking to get off the map, make, make some noise. Um, when, you, when you talk about step one, right, in, in getting this bill, what, what is step one for getting this program off the ground? I think uh, we start in the weight room and just getting the kids to buy in and, and work hard. They work hard already, uh, but just uh, getting that whole program philosophy uh, it, it, uh, uh, introduced, uh, that's going to be the big part, the, big, the first big hurdle. Uh, and then uh, from there, just keep building. Uh, Coach, you, you, we mentioned you know off air that you know you got hired late. You said you've met most of your kids. Yes, sir. Uh, it's such a it's such a different game from from the from the eleven man game because yes, you are dealing with uh, kind of kids scattered hither and yon. But my yes, question to you is, when you have talked with these kids, what has been your message to them as as their head coach? Uh, just keep working hard. You know things are going to be a little different. Uh, but uh, it will. Uh, our philosophy is a little different. We're, we're going to be want to be more physical. We want to run the ball. Uh, we'll play great defense and uh, uh, make every week exciting. Uh, for for Chillicothe fans who may be watching, what 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 would you say would be the, the style of football that we can we can plan on seeing from your Eagles? Uh, definitely uh, smash mouth uh, football. We're going to run the ball, control, and uh, uh, and just wear people down. And finally, Coach Young, I, I want to ask you. You know, we're here in, in Wichita Falls, the Texas Six Man Coaches Association uh, Convention and Clinic. There's Coaches walking all over the field, all over the place. I, I want to know from, from your perspective, when you come to an event like this, what are, you, what are you looking to accomplish? What are you looking to get from an event like this? Just Sometimes it's just uh, one or two little things that uh, can separate you from, from everybody else. Coach, appreciate your time. Best, best luck this year. Thank you. Appreciate it. There he is. <laughs> well, of a machine when, on here. When we're talking off air and we don't realize that. Uh, there he is, Chad Young, yeah, the head coach of Chillicothe. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate him taking whoops. some time. Whoops. Yeah, whoops is right. Sorry. This is the name of this is the whoops episode. So this is like, uh, for background, this feels like my Friday because tomorrow is like a really intense work day before we leave. Yeah. Because we got to pack Packing the whole studio stuff, yeah. up and everything. <clears throat> so I'm just kind of zoning out. I'll be honest. I'm not really paying attention today. Yeah. The. Yeah. Um, Today, tomorrow. I'm. By the way, I can tease ahead for something that might not happen. So let's do it. Um, <laughs> okay. Tomorrow, something like we might have something really cool on the show. Maybe. Okay. All right. Like an exclusive announcement. Oh, oh right. That. Yeah. I Maybe. forgot about that. Sorry. Maybe. I'm we'll working see. on that. Yeah. I know. I know. Brady Keane's going to be here tomorrow. Why? Oh, he is hanging out. Oh, I mean, yay! Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Frost assistant coaches. Yeah. Uh, Frost assistant coach uh, Brady King. There's also a rumor that El Paso's own Adrian Broadus will be here. Oh, yeah. I didn't hear. Yeah, I didn't yeah. hear that. Hmm. Okay. We're just gonna well, have all just Friday visitors. We yeah. just need to get our our bleachers set up. Yeah, yeah I know. We get do need like viewer bleachers. Oh, I tweeted this out yesterday. Oh, by the way, thank you very much, Chad Young from Chillicothe. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I tweeted this out yesterday. If you're a Texas high school football coach and you're hearing my voice and you would like your shirt ah, yes. on the wall behind me uh, yes, or, yes, yes. or the wall behind Max or, uh-huh. or we, have, we still have a lot of wall space yeah, is what I'm true. saying. If you'd like to be part of the studio, please bring a shirt to THSCA. We, we will accept it We then. will probably need to move a few of these around before the season starts. Yeah. Yeah. And also, a little more. I wear a size large yeah, and yeah. I will 100% wear your shirt yeah. if you bring it to me. Yeah. Size large. Greg uh-huh. Depper. Okay. Uh, and now we go to Max Thompson from America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts.
Uh, okay, hold on. I have some. Give me a second. <laughs> you are out of it. I'm sorry. I'm just... Uh, Jacob John has a question, but he says we can keep it for tomorrow if we want. He goes, I was driving through Brady the other week and thought, wow, what a great little town. And then my mind wonders mm -hmm. why they have not been good lately due to the town's ambiance. Are there other towns y'all have had similar thoughts? I guess he's saying, like, cool towns we've been to where they're not that good at football, and that's surprising. Like, it's a, it seems like yeah. a cool place to live, but they're not actually all right. good. All right, tomorrow, we're, we're all going to think that's of it. Everybody think of, everybody think of one cool town that's, that's not very good, at, that hasn't been good at football. Well, you know, like the funny thing is, like, when we, were, when we were there, they weren't good, but they've been pretty good the last few years. But when you and I went to Jefferson, yeah. I was surprised. Hmm. It's a cool little town. Riverport and Park. And they've got a great barbecue Baby. spot. Yeah. I was like, this were is kind of... swamp fries? Yeah, swamp fries. Or <laughs> gator they, fries or something like that. But they had that. to do it. Normally, it's with brisket on But we had to get them with pulled pork, and they were still great. Oh, darn. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, Jefferson is a town that I was like, it's, yeah. kind of, it's got kind of like that little uh, Louisiana kind of lattice <laughs> work on the porches. They're, they're far enough east to, to, yeah. to have that kind of Creole. You are like a, ba a stone's throw away from uh, the border at that mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. I was kind of surprised, but they've been good the last couple of years. Yeah, they so have. I don't know. Maybe that counts. T.Q. Jackson. We can talk about that tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, Andrew Christensen, what was the worst handled hire? Not the worst hire, but the worst handled hire. McGregor. Yep. McGregor, <laughs> Alvin was not great. Whitesboro. Whitesboro was Whitesboro. not great. Those are the first three that come to mind yeah. as far as like a board making a decision that was questionable in its normal processes. Yes. Uh, Anytime a board goes rogue, they, basically. Yeah, basically, the board went rogue in a weird way. Obviously, the Browse thing is like its own category. Mm -hmm. Right. But these were three that it's like most people wouldn't notice. And that's why they're sort of worth highlighting, right? In the sense that I was like, there it was, was like no, there was some fishy stuff with the coach leaving, and then yeah, like, it, it was a couple kind of, of a two way thing. A couple of them, Whitesboro and McGregor, were not really sure what the reason was the coach had to leave. Like they're, it was a, it was a coaches. successful a successful coach, successful coaches who, who seem to be doing things the right way, generally right. liked by most yes. people, but the board decided they didn't want him anymore, which right. is just never a right. good sign for your program. Mm -hmm. It just seems weird. Uh, and then the Alvin thing was like they had a coach lined up and then at the last second didn't. Yes. And it was like, oh, yeah, he didn't get the votes. And so anytime you have a coach who's accepted the job and then doesn't get like a unanimous vote or a close to unanimous vote at, yeah. the, at the meeting. Yes, Kirk Botkin. They're, they're not taking that job. Yeah. They're not taking that job. You're walking into it with half-hearted commitment, but you're not taking that job. Right. Um, Brent Holman, curious to you both, uh, what coach will have the biggest impact in their first season, if you're looking at that list. Hmm. On the list that I just named? Interesting. Um, Interesting. It's hard to say. Like, the, the one... A it, lot of these are a lot of these are internal hires, which makes that kind that's of... That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like with Ebner and Johnston, you go, well, the team should still be good. Right. Corsicana. You like... Yeah, oh, that's, that's a good, a good one. one. How Wasson yeah. and Corsicana is an interesting one. I'd be surprised an, if they weren't. I think it's an immediate impact. Yeah, I'd be surprised if that didn't change pretty quickly. That's a good pick. I yeah. like that one. Uh... Andrew Christensen again. Is this a uh, record for most changes among state championship teams? Now, in an that is an interesting point. I know. I think you've brought this up uh, I recently. I did. Um, Mason, Grandview, Alito. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mason, Grandview, Alito, Newton. Newton. Um, so that's four. I mean, that's, oh, that's, that's, a a full, that's a full quarter yeah. of, or third, rather, of the UIL state champions uh, that change coaches. Um, it's, it's, it's different. Now, obviously, there's a few different kind of you know it's a little bit different in the sense that a lot of those are you know alitos obviously as we mentioned a weird change mm -hmm. newton changed for reasons that they preferred would have not happened but still yeah i mean when you're talking about one third of the coaches uh who won state championships not being there 
um, that'll be that. That's certainly I, I would I would need to go look, but that seems pretty high. You always have yeah. like one or maybe two, yeah. But four seems pretty high. Four is a lot. Um, and that's it. Okay. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Tomorrow, tune in for maybe something super fun. <laughs> Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. See you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.